The Life and Death of Sky Surfing by Tao Tao Holmes from Atlas Obscura. I'm Mike Delgadio. The sport of sky surfing lived a short life. Watch a sky surf video today, and you'd likely guess that it's a digitally animated stunt. But that person surfing right through the sky? That's real. That happened. In fact, you could once get a gold medal for it. When sky surfing debuted as one of the flagship events at ESPN's first ever Extreme Games, now X Games, in 1995, it had already been around for around a decade. A few daring folks strapped boards to their feet, jumped out of planes, and gave surfing the airwaves a whole new meaning. There were sky surfing stars, sky surfing endorsements. It was a small but global community. But within five years, the sport dropped completely out of sight. How did this insane sport climb so far and fall so fast? Sky surfing was dreamt up in 1986 by French skydivers Dominique Jacquet and Jean-Pascal Oron. Of all the skydiving disciplines, it was the hardest, says Troy Hartman, a former sky surf gold medalist who competed full-time during the sport's heyday. In comparison, he says, things like wingsuiting and base jumping are pretty darn easy. Jumping out of an airplane with a board strapped to your feet is a feat that Hartman compares to wrestling an alligator. A sky surfer, having already mastered skydiving, must make around 200 jumps just to gain control of the board before attempting any spins or flips, since the board can change things up in a matter of moments. Watching someone glide along air currents as a surfer rides a wave is an optical illusion only enabled by clever camera work, which is why sky surfing is a two-man team sport. A steady camera can keep the surfer completely still in the frame, even as he's plummeting downward at a rate of 90 to 160 miles per hour. Unlike with a sport like formation skydiving, where competitors' consistent fall rates allow the cameraman to just stay put, the sky surf cameraman needs to synchronize with every flip, roll, and shift in fall rate. Since camera work is critical to capturing the artistic merits that determine the judge's score, a sky surfer would spend more time training alongside his cameramate than he would alone. Troy Hartman saw his first video of sky surfing the very same day he took his first skydive, back as a college student in 1991. Little did he know that a few years later he'd invent one of the sport's most well-known moves, the henhouse surprise. Scared to death at the mere idea of skydiving that morning, he ended the day not only determined to keep skydiving, but also to learn to sky surf. That very afternoon, he saw one of the sport's French pioneers in a Planet Reebok commercial, and it blew him away. I thought, well, God, if this is possible, then why not do it, he recalls. I've always been the kind of person, I just don't see any reason not to do something. Hey, if it exists and it's possible, then why not? However, most people still saw distinct reasons why not. Even among skydiving communities, the skyboard was considered a death wish, and no one would let Hartman take one with him on a plane. So he built his own board out of wood, snuck it into a cabin of 30 skydivers, and was the last to jump out. Of course, I was scared. I was scared to death having this thing on my feet, he remembers. But, you know, in the end, I got it basically under control, enough to get my parachute open, and I survived it. And it was the coolest thing ever. Hartman rode out the Sky Surf Wave, and at one point was featured in three commercials airing at once for AT&T, Mountain Dew, and Dr. Pepper. After his Super Bowl Pepsi commercial in which he sky surfs, and drinks Pepsi, alongside a Canadian goose, some folks at MTV approached him, asking, Are you willing to do a bunch of other crazy stuff? His answer, yes. 
which led to 42 absurd stunts for senseless acts of video, a precursor to Johnny Knoxville's jackass. Is sky surfing, perchance, dangerous? Oh yes, very. If a sky surfer loses control, which Hartman says was quite common, they may risk hitting the cameraman with the board or be unable to release it. If the person is spinning or flipping around and the chute opens, it will just wrap up and tangle into a massive knot. A spin can also become so violent that it knocks the person out cold. Hartman has found himself in spins that accelerated so fast that the capillaries in both his eyes burst, turning them completely red. Skysurfers actually taped their arms to prevent blood pooling in the extremities during spins that could lead to them blacking out. The sport had so few teams of two, no more than 12 or 15, and survived for so short a time that one wonders whether it qualifies as a sport or simply a stunt. During its peak years, sky surfing lost several members of its already...